Time now for What's Your Wrinkle with board-certified plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry. Dr. Perry trained at Harvard, Cornell, and the University of Chicago and wrote Straight Talk about cosmetic surgery, the Best Health Book Award winner for 2007. And with Drs. Royzen and Oz, he co-authored the New York Times bestseller, You Being Beautiful. For over two decades, Dr. Perry has practiced cosmetic surgery in Manhattan and New Brunswick, New Jersey, helping patients look and feel better. He teaches plastic surgery at the Robert Wood Johnson Medical School, was twice appointed to New Jersey's Board of Medical Examiners, and he created Night Skin and other skincare products. For the next half hour, you can call Dr. Perry and tell him what your wrinkle is. What's your wrinkle? And welcome. This is Dr. Arthur Perry, and you are listening to What's Your Wrinkle right here on WOR. We are live this evening on this fairly cold January day, and this is a very special show today. We've got a great guest tonight. We've got, are you ready for this? We've got Dr. Mehmet Oz tonight. That's right, Dr. Oz, the busiest man on television and in the operating room, is here with us. And he'll be on in just a minute. You can join the show and maybe get a question in at 212-528-0129. The number here is 212-528-0129. Dr. Oz, are you there? I'm here, Arthur. Thanks for having me on. I want to again applaud you, having worked with you on a book and numerous other activities, at uh, your remarkable knowledge, but also your grace in delivering content, which is why it's been a blessing to have you on my show so many times. Well, thank you so much. I'll tell you, this is a great thrill for me to have you on. You know, you were on this show about four years ago. And uh, we talked about all sorts of things. But uh, I'll tell you, your career has absolutely exploded in the last four years. The Dr. Oz Show is a sensation now, isn't it? The ratings are unbelievable. It's done very well, which is gratifying. You know, when you make a show, and about two years ago, when Oprah raised the issue of taking what we had done in her program so successfully and making a syndicated show from it, which, of course, she, she would sponsor and stand behind, the first thing we had to decide was what would the show feel like. And for many of the listeners who have been able to see it, you, that, that was actually done on purpose, you know, the sort of playfulness. Uh, yet you, you wanted to start the show with a big segment that uh, would talk about something that was newsy and informational and slowly over time migrate through emotional stories of people who are struggling with health issues and celebrate them wherever they are along that path. But nevertheless, take them into the truth tube and be transparent about the, the opportunities and the risks they, that they were exposing themselves to and finally end up with lots of playful things. That's why they make me dance, Arthur, so I look foolish on the air. And, but all this sort of came together in uh, in, in a you know fairly uh, organized way. But you never know if people want to watch the show until you actually put it on television. And as you know, we're on Fox Five in New York at eleven and three, and it's been a real blessing uh, all over the country to have folks find the show, resonate to it, and then become part of the movement because that's the goal to make a conversation that takes place in people's homes. That's where health, all the information you deliver on the show every week, is not going to matter a hill of beans unless people hear it and tell their friends about it. And, you know, your show is just a terrific show. It's a fast-moving show. And when I watch that show, it's, it's kind of like you are a teacher, a real teacher at the level of the lay. You're explaining to people such important concepts. Remember, you, you did a show on, uh, on resuscitation, on using an AED, such important information. That's a defibrillator for those of you <laughs> out there. Uh, next week, I think you've got some really interesting topics. You've got one on uh, on poisons around the house, don't you? 
We do. We're going to talk a lot about toxins around the home. These are things that you're not even aware of as you, uh, as you know, start your life, and slowly over time, the world around you changes. And uh, especially if you think about uh, poisons in the food supply, which, of course, you know, who thinks about mercury in the fish? I mean, is that a really a big issue? Uh, i got news for you. It is. And a lot of times, the things you think you're doing wisely, like buying the more expensive tuna fish in the can, well, the more expensive tuna fish is the whole tuna fish. It's, it's the tuna fish that comes from older fish. And for that reason, it has more toxins in it. In fact, the mercury content is much higher. And for that reason, I don't think you should eat canned tuna fish more than once a week if it's of that high-quality variety. The lower quality, you can squeeze more in. And uh, by the way, the U.S. government agrees with me. So on the show, we talk about um, sort of some of the hidden toxins in our food supply uh, that, that we never knew about because when we were little kids, they weren't really as much of a risk. Well, that's, uh, and that's Tuesday's show, Tuesday on Fox 5 in New York. I'm speaking with Dr. Mehmet Oz. Dr. Oz, everybody knows Dr. Oz by now. He's at Cardiac Surgeon. Mehmet, you still operate, don't you? I do. Every Thursday I'm up at New York Presbyterian uh, where I do surgery on Thursdays. I'm a heart surgeon, so... Folks always don't want to come by and talk to me about ingrown toenails, but if you're coming to see me, it's unfortunately because you need something done to your heart. It's a very gratifying field. As you know, Arthur, when you spend your whole life learning to be a doctor, what ultimately grounds you is being able to look at people in the eye, especially if you're a surgeon, on the way to the operating room and realize that you're on a team together and that that person trusts you with their life. And although I love television and it's been a very rewarding experience to, to spend time in front of lots of folks, but at the end of the day, you, you, a lot of people see you, but you can't touch people uh, except those on the stage. And the opportunity we have in medicine to, to be close to people and uh, help them through difficult times is a very rewarding one I would never want to give up. You know, your schedule has to be absolutely impossible now. You're, you're, uh, you're doing a TV show. You still do Oprah and Friends Radio, right? You, you, you're writing books. You've got two books out just this year, right? You on a diet. Uh, and uh, what's the other one? You, you having a baby, the <laughs> pregnancy book. And, and, uh, but, you know, there's lots of – you have to make sacrifices to do all stuff. My wife is on her way out the door. I was going to join her, but I'm doing your show, so I'm not going to go. She's oh. moderating this debate between Rabbi Shmuley. Uh, and uh, another debater of his uh, on uh, on a topic that is revolving around infidelity, and uh, it's a, these are the, you know I would love to have go, but you you know you can't go because you got to focus in on things that are more important. And these books that you're kind enough to mention uh, are what we spend most of our weekends crafting, and they're not just a, a hobby. Although I initially thought of them that way, they're a wonderful way for me and Mike Roizen, who just signed off to organize our thoughts together with Arthur when we talk about uh, cosmetic issues and skin issues, you, uh, around big themes that come up on the show. Otherwise, you can't stay up to date on what's happening because medicine advances so quickly. Now I feel guilty. I've taken you away from Lisa this evening. Tell her I said I'm sorry. You've got a big bullseye <laughs> in your chest right now, Arthur. You're persona non grata in the household. I'm in trouble. Yeah, you know, when I helped you uh, with You Being Beautiful, uh, another uh, New York Times bestseller, by yep. the way, yep. uh, that was uh, a good part of every Sunday. Uh, you're really an incredible guy. Uh, working virtually seven days a week on uh, probably about what other people would think are three or four full-time jobs. <laughs> well, you're you're kind, but you know, as, as is often the case, if you are surrounded by by incredible people who are as passionate as you are about what you're seeking to do, it makes the whole process fun. I never think of any of this as work. When we, we shoot the shows, which we, by the way, filmed them at 30 Rockefeller Center in New York City, so all the listeners are welcome to come by and visit. Uh, it's by the way, it's in Conan's studio. 
And uh, did you did you see uh, Jimmy Fallon last night? I, I saw it. That was absolutely <laughs> hysterical, yeah. Mehmet. I just for the, for the <laughs> listeners who didn't see it. So Jimmy, Jimmy called me yesterday morning. He said, "Is it uh, possible for, for us to go and come over to your studio with Roots, which is the band on the Jimmy Fallon show, and uh, and do a tribute to Conan because it, it was Conan's last show last night, and I filmed my show where he used to be before he went to Los Angeles seven months ago to the, to the Tonight Show. So as they're in the studio uh, doing this little." Ritual to say goodbye to Conan. I fictitiously, of course, flicked the lights on, um, and I chased them out. And that's the the end of the Conan era. Was that video moment as we segue into uh, Jimmy Fallon's show? But it's a historic studio, uh, and the people who are working on the show are as passionate as the doctors taking care of the patients with me and nurses at New York Presbyterian. They they work tirelessly to make sure we get it right. Because when you teach people things uh, in media. Uh, which you do every week, uh, so you know this this firsthand. If you if you say something wrong, people trust you and they'll do it, and that's a, a, a terrible burden uh, unless you honor it. Uh, but if you take care of the trust that people have in you, then it's a great responsibility that pays dividends. Yeah, you know the funniest thing uh, that was hysterical last night, by the way. But uh, as you know, I've been on your show a few times and uh, and done beautifully, by the way. And I appreciate it. Thank you, because my mother's listening. So thanks. Uh, <laughs> But uh, one of the funniest things, uh, when we come up to uh, your floor at NBC, is on the left side of the hallway, we have the Dr. Oz show. And you go in the green room, and there's walnuts and some almonds and only very healthy things. On the right side of the hallway, you have uh, Jimmy Fallon's studio. You know, there's a a green room with beer on tap. There's uh, Twinkies. It's a, it's a really very interesting contrast. Your employees are all very neatly groomed, and <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 actually fascinating. Well, I always there. tell Jimmy, I, uh, you know, we we've been on each other's shows uh, a couple times because we're so close to each other, and he's, he really is a great guy with a wonderful staff, uh, and we have fun together. But part of it's because I can go over there and troll for patience. I mean, these <laughs> folks. <laughs> But they have uh, great guests, uh, and uh, Snoop Dogg was over there actually uh, a few weeks ago, and he he'd worked with some of the folks on my show. So he came over and he was saying, you know, you got to do a show on medical marijuana. It has all these opportunities, all these things we can talk about, it. and uh, that, those are the kinds of topics that are in many ways better dealt with uh, with Jimmy Fallon because he can lightheartedly get into a theme like that. And I think part of the challenge uh, for me on the Dr. Oz show is to slowly but surely, uh, with the trust of America, talk about some of these more polemic, uh, without making it a polemic, talk about some of these uh, these issues that pull us apart rather than bring us together. And I think the healthcare debate's been a good example of, uh, of how a problem that we all face has ended up dividing the country. And I'm not going to say that one side is, the other side is wrong, because frankly, I can't tell. Uh, but many Americans have made their minds up about this. Um, and it's unfortunate, because then we can't have the conversation. And the whole intent of Dr. show is to be able to get folks to talk about these things, because now they're knowledgeable, because we use animations, which the wonderful people at Visual Productions make for us. And I think they're the best in the business. But, you know, and we, or we have guests which are, which are, who are booked by our great producers, and we have the opportunity with the, uh, with the studio to have a conversation take place in the studio that parallels what should be happening in your hometown all over America. And my guest tonight is Dr. Mehmet Oz, America's doctor and the host of the Dr. Oz television show, which is seen right here in New York on Channel 5 twice a day. If you, if you miss it at 3 o'clock, you can uh, watch it again tomorrow morning at 11 o'clock. So uh, it's 11 and 3 on Channel 5, Dr. Mehmet Oz. 
Now, uh, I'll, I'll tell you, you just came out with You on a Diet, which is a great book. I guess this is the second edition. Uh, the first one came out about three years ago. So I got my copy, and I noticed it's about twice the thickness <laughs> of the old one. What's new in You on a Diet? Uh, well, by the way, the, the, as you know, the original version was on a bestseller list, uh, uh, New York Times bestseller list, for quite a long time. And, and I just found out that the revised edition has also come onto the list, so you'll see it in tomorrow's paper. Uh, but what, what, I, what I wanted to do with Mike, and by the way, Arthur, thank you for your contributions in this book as well. You, you, you helped write the plastic surgical chapter at the, uh, towards the back of the book, is to, is to address two big themes. One was childhood obesity, which we really did not get into in the first book. So we added a whole section on that. And we also wanted to, to do a better job dealing with emotional drivers of eating. And my wife, Lisa, is also co-authors together with you, Arthur, and Mike, and uh, other great people, these books, uh, continue to argue and hammer home that, that for a lot of people, we're right. It's the biology of blubber. If you don't understand uh, how food interacts with your body, you'll make mistakes that condemn you to gain weight. But then there's the emotional reasons you eat, the open hole you have in your heart uh, the, that, that you need to fill, and you, so you use food. And, and, and the fact that so many of us don't feel like we're in control of our lives, right? You don't control your job. You don't control the kids. You don't control the spouse. You don't control your finances. Finances. I mean, in fact, the only thing you control sometimes is the fork at the end of your arm. So you use it. And so we took the opportunity to really create a nice uh, dialogue with readers around the emotional drivers of eating and give them lots of tidbits uh, that I think will be helpful in helping them appreciate how they can reprogram their lives so it becomes easy to do the right thing. Uh, and I think across the board throughout this book, we're, in all the you books, I think we've gotten better over time uh, of, of giving tools that people can then apply to their lives to make meaningful change. And it's a terrific book. Those of you who have not seen Dr. Oz and Dr. Roizen's books, they're everywhere. Go in a bookstore and you'll find a wall, <laughs> a whole wall in the Borders and Barnes and & Nobles of You on a Diet, uh, You the Owner's Manual, You the Smart Patient. The you books are just terrific. And uh, I'm so happy that you were able to spend some time with me this evening, uh, Mehmet. And I really do want to apologize to Lisa. So you tell her that I'm sorry, and I'll make it up to her. Uh, how about a little Botox uh, for both of you? <laughs> I, 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 keep, I blocked her getting Botox. <laughs> I keep, you know, this is important for all listeners. Arthur, God bless him, does Botox on poor Mike Royzen in our green rooms, and he tries to entice me. But the reason that I, that I don't want to get Botox is I want people to see when I'm upset. Uh, and so I think that it's, it's worthwhile having those wrinkles. But the bigger issue with my wife, Lisa, is I tell her, honey, listen, and this is for all the women out there listening, the same goes for you, I bet, for the men in your life. We actually married you because of the way you look, not despite it. Uh, we like the way you look. Uh, we don't like when you change it. And although there are some meaningful uh, reasons uh, and important uh, reasons why you might consider cosmetic surgery, in general, guys don't care about cellulite that much. It's not the big deal that you think it is when you have a little bit of extra um, uh, meat on your thighs or your hips. Uh, what we really want is you to be happy. And as long as you're happy, the rest doesn't matter to me. So I tell my wife, please, keep Arthur away. I, I love him as a book collaborator. Uh, despite his surgical skills, I don't want him practicing his great art on you. And by the way, I, I should say that I've sent countless friends uh, to Arthur, and uh, he won't toot his uh, own horn here, but I'll do it for him. A remarkably gifted surgeon. Oh, and uh, wow, when he said that, someone just cut the line there. Good <laughs> heavens. Well, I, think I was really enjoying that, by the way. <laughs> Good heavens. Somehow we, we, we lost we the connection lost to Dr. Dr. Mehmet Oz. Briefly, well, oh hopefully my we'll goodness, get him right you back. know, isn't science amazing? Well, Noah, well. he was just uh, complimenting me as we were wrapping up the interview. So, uh, gee, 
<laughs> I really enjoyed that. But anyway, we had Dr. Mehmet Oz on tonight. Uh, his phone line was cut right at the end there. But uh, what are you going to do? This is Dr. Arthur Perry. You are listening to What's Your Wrinkle right here on WOR. We've run long on that segment, but that's Dr. Mehmet Oz. So, it was certainly worth it. And we will be back after these words. Women, listen carefully. Breast cancer will strike one in eight of you. If you feel a lump in your breast, do you know which doctor to see? The Breast Care and Treatment Center in Livingston, New Jersey, was the very first breast care center in New Jersey. Dr. Alyssa Santoro is the director of the center, and she is recognized as one of the best breast surgeons in the country. The center provides comprehensive breast care, including mammograms, a dedicated breast MRI, health maintenance programs, and treatment for breast cancer. Dr. Santoro works in a warm, comforting, feminine environment. She will guide you through risk reduction care. And if you happen to feel a lump, she will not only be your doctor, but the Breast Care and Treatment Center staff will provide guidance and support through this difficult time. Trust your breast health to the Breast Care and Treatment Center in Livingston, New Jersey, centrally located in just 20 minutes from Manhattan. Call 973 973- Five three three zero two two two. That's nine seven three five three three zero two two two. And find them on the web at www.breastcareandtreatmentcenter.com. That's all one word. It's www.breastcareandtreatmentcenter.com. W O R. This is plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry. It's no secret we're in an economic slowdown, but that's no reason to give up on looking your best. Here's some recession refreshers, procedures that won't break your budget. In about an hour, I can dramatically improve those wrinkles and folds around the mouth with Restylane. And using the laser, I can zap the hair that you don't want on your chin, lip, underarms, or bikini area. And those distracting moles can be cosmetically removed and facial brown spots can be peeled. Let's sit down and figure out what works best for you and is within your budget. My offices are in central New Jersey and in Manhattan. Schedule a consultation by calling 732-422-9600. That's 732-422-9600. And check me out on the web at periplasticsurgery.com. And don't forget to listen to me, Dr. Arthur Perry, every Saturday at 7 p.m. and weeknights at 10.30 p.m. right here on WOR. How are your veins? Hopefully fine, but if you are troubled by varicose veins or spider veins, maybe it's time to see a vascular surgeon. But who do you see? Dr. Gary Knackman is the director of New Jersey Vein Care. Dr. Knackman is an expert at varicose vein treatment and removal of veins through tiny incisions. And how about those unsightly spider veins? Dr. Knackman takes care of those too with sclerotherapy or laser. Trust your veins to Dr. Gary Knackman, an associate professor at the Robert Wood Johnson Medical School and one of America's top surgeons, according to the Consumers Research Council of America. Come to Dr. Knackman's Clifton, New Jersey office, or he'll go to your home. You heard that right. You can have a board-certified vascular surgeon visit you right in your own home. Give Dr. Knackman a call at 973-778-2222. That's 973-778-2222. And find him on the web at njveincare.com. That's N-J-V-E-I-N-C-A-R-E dot com. You're listening. 
listening to What's Your Wrinkle with Dr. Arthur Perry. What's your wrinkle? And welcome back. This is Dr. Arthur Perry. And uh, for the first part of the show, we were talking with Dr. Mehmet Oz. And then uh, something happened to the phone lines. But we've got Dr. Oz on the line. We've got to get him out of here, though, because he's got to join his wife at a function. She's already mad at me. Mehmet, I didn't want to just drop off that way. Apparently, Lisa cut the lines when you started talking about Botox for her. Wasn't that it? Yes, Lisa cut the lines. Uh, she's a very resourceful woman. She actually <laughs> called the power electric company, turned electricity <laughs> off. Listen, Arthur, I, would, I just wanted to give you the, the, the compliment you deserve as a, as a really really gifted physician, uh, I want to pay you the, the highest tribute I can give to a surgeon, which is when people come to you, they don't come for an operation, they come for an opinion. And that's why I trust you with my uh, friends and relatives. And thanks so much. And uh, that's, that's very nice of you to say that, and I appreciate it so much. Uh, Mehmet, you are the hardest working guy, both in medicine and in the entertainment industry now. I've got to hand it to you. You've got an incredible career. The Dr. Oz Show is a smash sensation. Uh, my wife never misses an episode, Mehmet. Very kind. Very kind. <laughs> it's a great show. And uh, Monday show, Teens and Sex, I understand you're talking about, right? The shocking questions. Girls are too afraid to ask. That'll be interesting. It's fantastic. We set up a, 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 a group of girls together with uh, uh, you know, a, a good friend of ours who's an OBGYN, uh, who's really good at getting these girls to open up. And, uh, and Jen Ashton, who's a CBS News uh, uh, correspondent, was the, the OBGYN who did this uh, interview. And we had the moms on the show to talk a little bit about what the daughters are saying. And I'll tell you, it was shocking to me. It made me go home and revisit some conversations with my kids. Oh, boy. Well, I'm going to sit my daughters in front of your TV <laughs> on Monday. Mehmet, thanks so much. You've got to get to uh, the affair with, uh, with Lisa. I want to thank you so much for taking your time. Uh, you're the busiest guy, and to give me uh, this kind of time on Saturday night, I really appreciate it. Thanks so much, Dr. Mehmet Oz. Take care, Arthur. Stay well. Thank you very much. Our studio audience loved it. <laughs> All right, this is Dr. Arthur Perry. You, those of you who have been hanging on the line, we're going to try and get to some of your phone calls, and then we're going to take a break. Marianne, what's your wrinkle? What can we do for you? Hi, Dr. Perry. I hope you don't mind. I have, my question is more on the dental side. Um, I know your dad is a dentist. Um, my mother, who's 90 years old, who I care for, the other day she told me that she had a lump in her uh, on the roof of her mouth. So uh, behind the front teeth and also uh, along along the palate, there's a, a, a lump there, and I, you know, of course I felt it. It's kind of squishy. It really doesn't hurt her, but um, it shouldn't be there. And I was just wondering, it's the same color as, as the inside of her mouth. There's no discoloration or anything. I, I was wondering, should I take her to an oral surgeon first or to a dentist first to check that out? Uh, well, you know, uh, either an oral surgeon or an ear, nose, and throat doctor. That's an otolaryngologist, one of those two. But uh, I would do that, you know, relatively rapidly because that could be very important. Maybe nothing, but uh, you want them to tell you that. Uh, any lump like that, you really need to uh, get taken care of right away. Does she wear dentures? Not no on the lower she wears a partial but not on top she has mm -hmm. some caps up there yeah you know and uh, it's kind of squishy squishy it feels a little like there's a fluid in there yeah well you know it, it hopefully is nothing real important but let's let uh, either an oral surgeon or an otolaryngologist that's oh. an ear nose and throat doctor uh, take okay. a look at that okay Marianne right. thanks a lot all right thanks so much uh, uh, Helen and Iris hang on the line we've got to take a uh, quick break and we will be back with your calls right after these messages I want to talk for just a moment about the New York Smile Institute 
The New York Smile Institute was founded by Dr. Dean Vafiatis. Now, he's a leading prosthodontist with 20 years' experience. The New York Smile Institute is located at the prominent Takashimaya Building, which is at 693 Fifth Avenue in Manhattan. The spa-like, state-of-the-art facility offers comprehensive smile care in aesthetics and implant dentistry. The New York Smile Institute is a dental care oasis. It's devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile. From a basic cleaning to changing your bite to a world-class smile makeover, Dr. Dean and the New York Smile Institute is the preeminent aesthetic and implant specialist of New York City. We'll call Dr. Dean today. His number is 1-800-998-NYSI. That's 1-800-998-6974. Or go online at www.nysi.org. That's www.nysi.org. You're listening to What's Your Wrinkle with Dr. Arthur Perry. What's your wrinkle? This is plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry. Here's a recession refresher, a procedure that won't break your budget. In about an hour, I can dramatically improve those wrinkles and folds around your mouth with Restylane. This looks good for about a year. My offices are in central New Jersey and in Manhattan. Schedule your consultation by calling 732-422-9600. That's 732-422-9600. And find me on the web at periplasticsurgery.com. And welcome back. This is Dr. Arthur Perry. You are listening to New York's only radio show devoted exclusively to what you look like, cosmetic surgery, skin care, beauty, fashion. We'll talk about all those things. Uh, those are the things Noah likes to talk about, right? Uh, and we had a great time with Dr. Mehmet Oz, a very, very good friend of mine. And uh, keep watching his show. It is unbelievable. If you haven't watched it yet, watch the Dr. Oz television show. You will be riveted. And once you watch one episode, you'll watch it every single day. You'll TiVo it if you're not home during that time. And I'm happy to say that I'm going to be on the show, not this week, but the week after. We did a great show on makeup and uh, maybe some of the things you don't want to hear, but you better hear about your makeup, how safe it might be or how unsafe it could be. Well, Iris, you've been hanging on the line. What's your wrinkle? What can we do for you? Uh, yeah, I wanted to ask you, um, I have a kind of a hollowed out jawline, and I was thinking uh, of perhaps doing a fat addition, and I was wondering if that takes better in a facelift or that can be injected um, topically. I, I also have, it's all, it's all hollowed out. I don't have too much of an angle. As a matter of fact, I don't have any angle. And under the jawline, it's also very thin, very sparse. And I think I would look much better with that area filled out. Mm -hmm. Iris, how old are you? 37. You're 37. Are you healthy? Uh, yes, thank God. Good. Well, uh, you're talking about fat grafting, which is a, a fairly common procedure. It's been around about 20 years, and, uh, and it kind of goes up and down in popularity, and it's kind of going back up right now. Uh, interestingly, uh, we take some fat from, let's say, your belly or your hips. Most people have plenty of fat that they want to give up. I have very few people uh, that don't have a lot. In fact, it's an interesting story. I had one patient who was a, an exercise model. She's got a TV show. She does exercise on it. And uh, she wanted fat grafting to her lips. And I had to numb up her entire buttock just to get a couple tablespoons of fat <laughs> out of her uh, buttocks because she has no fat. But most of you out there have plenty of fat. And what we do, we numb it up. We uh, do a little liposuction, take that fat. 
we purify it, and then we re-inject it, or we inject it into, uh, in your case, the jawline, sometimes the neck, the nasolabial folds. Uh, that's the fold between the uh, cheek and the lip, or the, the nose and the lip, or the marionette lines. Those are the lines between the uh, corners of the lips and the angle of the jaw. So fat is very useful, but very unpredictable, Iris. In uh, some people, it stays absolutely forever. I've seen people 17, 18 years later who have maintained or retained that fat. And I've seen some people six months later that you have to really look to see if it's still there. So it's very variable. And a lot has to do with what the do how the doctor does it and how you as a patient take care of it for the first few weeks after uh, the procedure. But fat grafting is uh, pretty popular. It's a nice procedure. It's uh, usually an office procedure done under local anesthesia. The alternative, by the way, if you don't want uh, a surgical procedure, because it really is, even though it's minor surgery, it's surgery, uh, the alternative would be something like radius, and that's an injectable. We take it off the shelf and inject it into those areas. All right, Iris? But the doctor, my question was, is it better under the skin, like if you want to do a facelift, or is it, or does it make a difference, or is it Iris, topically, as you, as you mentioned? Don't let now? anyone do a facelift on you at age 37. Inappropriate. Don't let anyone. It's injected through a little, uh, through a needle, through sometimes through a small incision. Well, we've run out of time. I'm sorry, Iris, uh, but I hope I've answered that sufficiently. My name is Dr. Arthur Perry, and you have been listening to What's Your Wrinkle right here on WOR. We will be back. Uh, I think we're preempted again next week. I think we've got some basketball. I'm not sure about that, so tune in. Noah will tell us. He'll give us the details. Don't you love cliffhangers? Yeah, it's a cliffhanger. But thanks so much. Thank you very much, Dr. Mehmet Oz. You were wonderful coming on my show this evening. It's been a lot of fun. And those of you who were unable, we've got a full board. Those of you who were unable to get through tonight because it was so busy, please give us a call. In two weeks, we will be back.